You're listening to the Good News in a Dark World podcast. Join us as we study God's Word and discover Jesus on every page. Here's Pastor Kevin. Hello and welcome to the Good News in a Dark World podcast. Uh, Today we are going to continue our series on covenant theology by looking at the Mosaic Covenant. Uh, Many people start reading through their Bible in the first of the year and uh, have great excitement, great enthusiasm. It goes pretty well at first. Uh, Genesis, as you know, is filled with a lot of very interesting and engaging narrative. You have the creation account, uh, the flood, the Tower of Babel. Uh, Abraham almost sacrifices his son, the whole Joseph narrative. Uh, You get to Exodus. The first half of Exodus is also very engaging. Uh, There are the ten plagues. There's the crossing of the Red Sea. Uh, The people grumble and complain about a lack of water. Uh, the Ten Commandments, uh, but then things start to get kind of bogged down. Uh, the last half of Exodus contains a whole lot of uh, somewhat obscure laws. Uh, there's also this whole section in there about the specifics of the tabernacle. And then you get to Leviticus, and, and it really kind of starts to go south. Uh, more laws, all these regulations and stipulations about offerings. And while Numbers has some, some interesting stories in it, it too has a lot of laws. And when you get to Deuteronomy, it seems like more of the same. Uh, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy have probably been the graveyard for many people's Bible reading programs. And and maybe you've wondered before, why is all of this in our Bible? Why all of these laws? Uh, Why did God have all of these laws written down for all his people uh, to read down through the centuries? So we're still reading them over 3,000 years later. Do they have any significance for those of us living today? Uh, This is why it's important for us to understand the Mosaic Covenant. And and I can somewhat promise you this. When you come to understand the significance and the the meaning of the Mosaic Covenant, it it leads you to even greater thankfulness for what Jesus has done for us. Uh, In a very real sense, the the Mosaic Covenant, when understood rightly, uh, really makes the gospel come alive. And so the question we want to ask today is, what exactly is the Mosaic Covenant? And one of the best passages to look at to answer that question is found in Exodus chapter 24. But uh, first of all, a little historical background I think is helpful. Uh, In the ancient Near East, nations would often enter into covenants with one another. And usually one of those nations would be more powerful than the other nation. Uh, Maybe a more powerful nation would conquer a less powerful nation Maybe a more powerful nation would bring a less powerful nation under their protection. And when these nations would enter into a covenant with one another, the covenant would usually involve four things. Uh, First of all, there would be a historical prologue. In other words, the the greater nation, the more powerful nation, would say to the lesser nation, uh, here are the things that we have done for you. And then they would list those things. Uh, Second, the conditions of the covenant would be laid out. The greater nation would say to the lesser nation, here is what you now must do. Uh, Maybe it would be this is how we expect you to behave or these are the taxes we expect you to pay. But there would be certain conditions that would be given. Uh, Third, the sanctions of the covenant would be given. Uh, The greater nation would say if you don't keep these conditions, if you don't do what you promise to do, here's what will happen to you. And then fourth, the oath of the covenant would be taken. Uh, In other words, after the historical prologue and after the conditions and the sanctions were all laid out, the king of the lesser nation would stand up and he would say, we will do all that you require us to do. Now, when you look at the book of Exodus, especially Exodus chapter 24 and the surrounding context, 
you will see that all four of those things are present. Uh, first of all, there is the historical prologue. In other words, there is a backstory to the Mosaic Covenant. Uh, if you look at chapter 19 of Exodus, verse 4, it says, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. So God is saying, I sent the ten plagues upon the Egyptians and I delivered you out of slavery. Exodus chapter 20, verse 2, God says, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. So God reminds his people of what he had done for them. Secondly, there are also the conditions of the covenant. In, in light of the fact that God had delivered his people from slavery, uh, he is now calling them to live in a certain way, and that's what the Ten Commandments teach us. Uh, God is saying, I, I am the Lord your God, I brought you out of Egypt, I delivered you from slavery, here's now how I want you to live. And then when you keep reading through Exodus chapter 21, chapter 22, chapter 23, you see more conditions, more laws, laws about slavery, laws about restitution, laws about social justice, laws about the Sabbath. And in all of these laws, God is saying, do this or don't do this. Third, there are also the sanctions of the covenant. This is where God says, if you obey me, I will do this. But if you don't obey me, I will do this. And so if you read, for example, uh, Exodus chapter 23, verse 22, God says, if you carefully follow my laws, if you carefully obey me, uh, then there are certain ways that I will bless you. But he also says later on in Leviticus 26, if you don't do these things, then there are areas in which I will curse you. And so if you don't obey my commands, I will punish you. Fourth, there are also oaths that are taken. Uh, in Exodus chapter 24, verse 3, it says, Moses came and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the rules. In other words, Moses tells them the conditions. He says, here's God's word, here are God's rules, here how, here's how God wants you to live. And then you might remember what the people do. The people say in verse 4 of Exodus 24, all the words the Lord has spoken, we will do. We will do all of it. And then the next day, you might remember Moses gets up and he builds an altar. He builds 12 pillars. The altar represents God. The 12 pillars represent Israel. And then Moses does something very interesting. He takes some half of the blood of animal sacrifices and he puts them uh, puts the blood in, in basins, and he takes the other half of the blood, and he throws it against the altar that he had just built. And then he reads the book of the covenant. In other words, he, he reads the conditions of the covenant, how God expects his people to live. And then Israel says the same thing once again. In verse 7 of Exodus 24, all that the Lord has spoken, we will do, and we will be obedient. And then Moses does the really interesting thing. He takes the blood that he had put in the basins, and he throws it on the people. Now, this is a really odd scene. Uh, Moses throws blood on the altar. He throws blood on the people. And you might wonder, what is all this about? Very simply, it's, it's pointing to the fact that both sides in the covenant are making vows. Israel is vowing to obey all of God's commands. And God is vowing to bless Israel if they will obey him. Now, you have to remember what I said to you when we started this series. Uh, when God takes the oath, he will not go back on his promise. So in the for example, in the covenant of redemption, when God vowed to save his people through the work of Christ, apart from any works or any merit of our own, uh, this is a promise that God will keep. But when man takes the oath, that's a totally different story. Uh, human beings can break their vows. They can go back on their promises. And so the Mosaic covenant is a covenant between God and his people where God promises blessing upon the condition of perfect obedience. 
And then he promises curses on the condition of disobedience. Israel hears all of this and they say, okay, we will do it, we will obey. Now you might be asking a certain question right now and that is the question, why would God do this? Why would God enter into this kind of covenant with his people? where he says, I will bless you if you perfectly obey me, and I will curse you if you do not obey me. Why would God enter into this kind of covenant? And we'll look at that next time. If you've been blessed by this podcast and would like to support this ministry, you can find us at www.goodnewsinadarkworld.com. Thank you for listening.